Okay, so I'm back again with another, um, with another, let me start this, okay. So I'm back again, and this is going to be my review over Cloak and Dagger. I'm about to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Some of the comic books I'll be looking at, the old comic books like Luke Cage, Cloak and Dagger, the black ones, um, so in the 70s, the hella racist and hella offensive, like. It's just like wow, you could tell like some you could tell that white people wrote that because they got them black people looking a hot like turkey they got them black people looking a hot ass mess. Turkey jive chicken and shit. They over there they chasing the bag out on the street. Get your turkey jive chicken ass back down here, boy. Like what the fuck? Like first of all, black people don't even talk like that. What the that's how you that, black people don't even talk like cotton mouth. You really think we gonna name each other cotton mouth? Really? Black Mariah, really? You really thought the box about these names, or or another one? Um, what's another what's another name? Diamondback. Really, Diamondback? He sounds like a nineteen seventies pimp. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the first episode of Cloak and Dagger. Honestly, I like Cloak and Dagger. I think it's interesting. Um, um, I think it's interesting. The only thing about Cloak and Dagger about is me is that the white lady's the light or something, and the black guy's the dark. It's like, yeah, black person are right there. That that, you know what? You know what show I want come on, and you know what comic book I want come back. I want Static Shock. I want Static Shock to have a show because I like the fact that it was written by black people. I need like five black guys. I know Duff, but I like Sack Shop because you could tell that I was written by black people because they have real stories. And when they used to have the cartoon show back in the back in the day, when I was younger, I really liked it and it was relatable. And it wasn't, and then they didn't have offensive. They didn't have like offensive names and shit. Like you could tell when a black person wrote it because Diamondback, really my nigga, Diamondback. Like, y'all go look up old comic books from the 70s. Like, Luke Cage. Um, well, who else? Luke Cage. Cloak and Dagger. Any comic book that had, like, black characters characters in the 70s. Even Black Lightning. Go look it up. Luke Cage, like, a fucking slave or something. He had, like, these chains on his fucking arm. It's, oh, my gosh. I, oh, my goodness. I'm just... Just like, if you don't believe that, go look it up and see, because that shit just look all hella offensive, like, to me. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you can tell. That's why I like the static. That's why I kind of like the static shock more anyway, because static shock was made by black people. Made by the five black guys. I think, I gotta look at the name of the comic book, but they, I gotta look at the name of the, the comic book people that started it, because they started under D.C., it was real good. Like if you wanna, if you wanna like, like hear about this story, if you got like go online or something, or you got AMC, go watch AMC behind the comic book, and they have like um the story behind Static Shock and stuff, and the people that created them, and what happened, 
Because, you know what? They didn't just have sex shop. They had, like, a whole genre. Like, they had Icon was made by them. Icon was another black guy that they made in the 90s with Static Shock. And they had a couple other characters. I thought it was pretty... In- they had Rocket. They had, like, some interesting characters, I thought. That they should have a TV show or put them on TV or even making them in a cartoon or something. Because, honestly, when I was watching, I didn't know all that was going on behind there. And how they was trying to push their ideas and the different... I didn't even know that they had all them black comic... I didn't know that they had... I didn't know, like, Duffy, they got a May sex shop. But I didn't know it was a whole business, comic people. And it was all these black characters and stuff. So I just thought, like, wow, like... Because all they show us is goddamn Superman and Batman. It's like... Now, I know... I know it wasn't just only white people drawing fucking cartoon characters. I mean, come on now. I'm over here trying to look for these damn... What the hell? Small time crime. Okay. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Let's get started. Sorry I kept y'all waiting. But y'all, I, I kept y'all waiting, but y'all end up learning a lot of interesting facts. So, don't don't tell me that I didn't teach y'all nothing. Uh, whatever. Okay, so, I want to talk about the show. The show, Cloak and Dagger, it matches... The it pretty much matches the comic book pretty good. Um, but you know, in the comic book, he's the one that comes from a poor family and she comes from a rich family, but they change it around and she's like white trash in the comic, she's like white trash in the book, and he comes from like a, a black family that got money, which is you know, I like to see that. You know, I like to see a black person have money, honestly, because you know they always had to put put they always had to paint a picture like black people don't got money and they don't live real and take education serious. It's like uh, it's a lot that I do. But for the comic book, it kind of matches off in the comic book. It's like the girl, um, cloak, no, no, dagger. Her in the comic book, her mom. Her mom was like into herself. Her mom was like a, her mom was on drugs in the comic book, but she was like a model. She was one of those Billy Housewives, pretty ladies or something that was on drugs so they can keep a slim figure and go smoke coke and go sleep with the poor boy. But in the comic book, she didn't really care for her that much. In the comic book, the cloak one, the girl from a ballerina, like she did on the TV show. So I was like, okay, that pretty matched it pretty good. And Dagger in the book, he was more he called he like. He's from a poor, you know, they lived in the hood. They didn't have that much money. But in the comic book, he had like a stuttering problem. And he don't get, because of the stuttering problem, he don't get his best friend. I think it's, no, his best friend killed. Yeah, he don't get his best friend killed because, well, yeah, he stole, his best friend is still something. He's. He he was the one that stole the purse from the lady, and the cop blamed it on his friend and shot his friend. But on the TV show, on the TV show, him getting his brother killed because his brother was actually him getting his brother killed because he was trying to steal a radio system out of somebody's car, 
because in the early, like in the beginning of the episode, the brother was outside with his friends and they was talking. And the brother and his friends was going to go break in the car and go steal the radio because I guess something happened and he was going to steal it or take it out the car. And the brother was like, no, we're not doing that. I got time to get in trouble. And, you know, so the friends was like, okay, fuck it. We're not going to steal it, right? But then he was, he heard him talking. He was like, well, I, I guess I steal it. And I'm like, I don't know why the fuck he thought of that, but. So late at night, he started to break into somebody's car and he stole the little radio system. It's like, who has a, like a, a radio system in their car? Like a, and it was a big ass radio system he stole too. It's like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck wants to buy this old fucking Sanford Sun piece of junk shit? But, but yeah, that's how, so that, so that kind of, that kind of matched up with the, the combo. They got, that matched up pretty good. But in the beginning of the episode, they had her, at the beginning of the episode, they showed them when they was younger, like when they was kids, and at the beginning, she, they showed um, Cloak at practice, and she was like a ballerina, she was at ballet class, and when practice ended, she called her parents to pick her up, <coughs> so they tried, <coughs> oh, not dope. so they tried from the asses. Then pick up this little girl at 10 o'clock at night. And it was all rain outside. And she was just standing there like, oh, I was just waiting for y'all. Like, what type of tr- what type of trashy ass bullshit is this? And this is, this is before all the, this is like, before they lost all their money. Like, this time she's a girl, they had money in the bank. Because the father worked, the mother has always just been a lazy bitch. And that did drugs. She always been on drugs before they even got on, before they even lost money. So, sometimes... Even if you have money, if you got, if your demons on your back are bigger than your other issues, then big, if your demons on your back is more important than you're paying your bills, then I don't fuck save you, bitch. Get help. Get help or something. But, so when they picked her up from, so when they picked her up, her father came and picked her up, he was in the car driving, and that's when they flipped on to the son, the cloak story. And when he went to go rob the radio system out the car, he found his brother. And his brother, trying to be righteous and shit, I'd be like, fuck that bullshit. I'd be fucking that bullshit. Because that little boy found his brother and he's like, I got the radio system. And his brother was like, why did you take that? That was wrong. You know, he tried to give him a whole lecture and shit and all like, whatever, whatever. So, he told his little brother they was going to go back to the car that his, his badass little brother broke into. Put the radio system back in there and go home. And it's like in the middle of the night. First of all, that was wrong for him to go to go in the car and take the radio system. But oh fucking what well, we going to fuck home. Don't ever do I've been like, we going home, don't ever do that shit again. Because you know what? I uh First of all, that is a horrible idea to go back home go back to the car that your little brother broke into. Put the radio thing back in there like the cops are not even gonna see you. So, that's what they do. So, they go back and put the radio system in the car, which was, which to me was bad fucking judgment, because I just went straight home. If he took the radio station, oh, well, we just going straight home, and we're going to sleep it off, and you ain't going to do that shit again, because I'm not about to go back to this. I'm not, I, I, this is the fact that it's nighttime, and the car is broken into, I'm not going back there. Fuck that shit. I would just know, if I, even if I saw officer, I'm putting, I put his radio back in the car that I stole it from, I know that it's going, I would know that it was going to fucking shoot me, just saying, I just, I went, I went, I went back home, 
and went to sleep. I'm not going back there. Oh, hell no. But, so he go back there trying to be good and shit. This is what happened when your, your, your common sense shall overshadow your goodness sometimes. Because my common sense be like, girl, take your ass home. Let's, let's go home. Let's, you better tell us this. Go home. I met her, I met her, this went home and just told my parents about the situation. And he just get punished by the parents. Because you know the parents ain't going to fucking kill you. They probably going to talk to you and put you on punishment, take your toys away. But they're not going to shoot you. So he gets to the car thing. They say the cops. The cops said, "What are you doing?" And all they do the cops. The cop. So when they get to the car, the cop was like, "What are you doing?" And I, I think they try to break back into the car, and that's when the brothers start running with him and his little brother. So they start running, and they they running. Oh, they ran all the way to like the water pier when they had like a whole bunch of water. The pier where they had like cargo ships and stuff. So when they get down there. The cop was like freeze, and the little brother he's like hiding behind one of the boxes, and they like freeze, and it's some explosion, like over it explodes. So it was an explosion that happened, and the cop shot his gun and shot his gun off, and they shot his brother. So his brother fell into the water. So the cop he all scared, and he all scared, and he punked up. He all scared, so he go run in his car and pull off and like act like nothing really happened, like nobody to see his ass. Like, nobody see him shoot his... Like, nobody saw him shoot this guy's brother. So, when his brother falls in the water, his little brother dives in the water. Because he's, he's, like, in shock that this person, you know, shot his older brother. So, he's in shock. So, he jumps in the water. And at this time... So, they go flip back over to the, the dagger, the white girl. I gotta get her name, but for right now, she gonna call her white girl, because she is white any damn way. And her name is Dagger, so at least I got her comic book name right. So they go back to Dagger. The father, he on the phone. He not even really paying attention to the road. He's too busy on the phone. Next, you know, when he looks down, he when he when he's looking down, because he's not paying attention, then when he eventually look up, a semi comes and, and knocks them off the fucking bridge. So they dive straight into the fucking water. So, you know how that is. They're all screaming and stuff. So, when they're in the water. Um. So, when they're in the water. So, so the car falls in water. And then after that, the semi falls in water. So, the semi's on top of their car. So, you know, all you thinking is like, oh, damn. You about to go down to the bottom of the sea. I don't know what the fuck is bottom of the sea. I know it ain't no damn little mermaid. So, they about to go to the bottom of the sea. But when they had that explosion happen, a chemical fell into the water. And the chemical that fell into water kind of made like a this chain reaction to the black one, the white girl, and they had them like bond, like they like it gave them powers. So they end up like they end up getting out the water because of that little chemical action that gave them powers, and they made them they made them like bond like a they made them they made them bond like a parasite kind of like if you know venom. You know, like Venom. If you know Spider-Man, Venom, Venom's like a symbiote, and it's like Venom. The only way for Venom to live, he has to bond with somebody, and that he needs a body. So they, to me, Coca-Cola kind of remind me of a parasite, kind of like they kind of remind me of a parasite. Like, you know, like they remind me of Venom. Like they need somebody to bond with to live. Like, like Venom, he needs somebody to bond with. That's his. That's his. He gonna have to bond with Eddie Brock. Just off of GP just to fucking live. Because they need each other at the end of the day. Just like 
Brock needs him so he can be crazy, and Venom needs him so he can be crazy. So that's why they all together. Well, so that Venom can live. So after that, they flash back into now. And now they're like mm, 17, 18. They're like a good, they're like teenagers now. And it shows that girl, she's living a hard struggle life. Her mother's a crackhead. She lives in a trailer park. This your usual fucked up, you know. Mother didn't do nothing. Um, the the father's job took all the money, the assets, and everything. So they end up being poor. The black boy, he end up um when the black boy, his family is end up being kind of like scared. So they was. So they kind of was overprotective, like over, but like overprotective, like over. They're like hovering him all the time after that incident with the 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 brother. What happened to the brother? So when he got older, his parents were always so overprotective and they was always hovering over him. Which to me, I didn't feel like they did, but they kind of did. And. Okay, so now they're teenagers. So for a living, the white girl dagger, she she's like Catwoman. Like she steals stuff. She's a fucking thief. Like when they got older, she just turned to a thief and she was just breaking in. <clears throat> she was scheming um rich kids. So she would go to a club. She would go meet some rich boy, and they be talking. And then, you know, the guy, the rich guys, they're going to take her home because they're thinking they're about to sleep with her. And the, the kicker is, she about to rob the fuck out of them. And she would get there. They would get, they would get drunk, and they would start drinking and stuff. But then she would slip something in his drink and make them fall asleep. And that's when her and her little boyfriend that she met at the trailer park would go in their houses and they still stuff. So that's how she made her living. Because her mother was making no living but sizzling her ass and smoking crack. And. Let me see. So yeah, she ended up. Yeah, so she ended up going home to the little rich white boy. She drugged him. He passed out. Her and her boyfriend wept in the house and they stole like all. All this expensive stuff that was at his um uncle's house. or I think, yeah, uncle's house or his house. And then after that. Okay, so then after that, when they rob him, her boyfriend drops her off at home, and she, he thought he dropped her off her house, but he didn't drop her off her house. She gets dropped off in a certain area, and she goes to sleep in this abandoned church. And I guess she sees an abandoned church because it, it, it calms her, but, the fine, but then you find out later that she's on drugs too. Like the mother is on drugs and she's drunk, but the girl she on drugs too. And I think she take I think she takes heroin or coke or one of those damn things. Like she does hard ass drugs for eighteen year old. But then she has this this jacket that kind of symbolizes cloak in a way because they don't find out later. I tell you on part two about the jacket, but they use certain things that will symbolize their characters and stuff. But in the first episode, she do meet that cloak, but at like a college party, 
and kind of probably where all the rich kids go because Cloak goes to like a Catholic school, a Catholic school where all these rich, predominant kids go. So they was having a party, and she went to the party because she heard about it, and she bumped into him and they was talking. And when she bumped into him, he didn't know that she pickpocketed him, and she stole his wallet. And that's when, that's when, um, that's when when she got done talking to him, she left. And when the girl that he, the girl that invited him to the party came up to him and she needed, she wanted him to buy her some food or something, he didn't have his wallet. So he ended up chasing the white girl down the street. So when they was running down the street, they ended up touching each other. And that's when they had this um, weird explosion happen. And at that point, they should have had a register in their mind that they were, they was fucking humans. Like they was fucking Newtons, but. But they did it, and they got scared, and they ran away. They ran away, away from each other. But um, the first episode it was pretty good. I'm I I it it didn't give me that much that I wanted, but it was pretty good. Explain a little bit. I just wanted to know how they got the water. I know they had that that reaction happen, but on episode two, I think they explained it. But yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was, yeah. Well, that's it, folks. That's my review on episode one, Cloak and Dagger.